Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Zoe. We back on The Last Word. I got my boy, Max, here with me. Say what's up, Max. What's up, dude? What's up, everybody? All right. So um, today we're going to be doing the breakdowns and give you guys some predictions for the World Series. We got the Los Angeles Dodgers versus the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm going to let Max go ahead and give you guys some stats and key players to watch out for in the series. All right, so you got Tampa Bay, who won the American League um, in the shortened season. They were impressive heading into the season. Everyone thought it was going to be the Yankees, Dodgers, and Tampa just won the division 14-20, posted the best record in the American League easily. Um, they're built different than most teams. Most teams just build themselves on offense and try to outslug everyone. Tampa went defensively with pitching. They have the best starting rotation in the American League. They have the best bullpen in the American League. And they're just going to stump opposing batters with their really good defense from the players and then their pitching while grinding out for two, three runs at a time. It's not pretty, but it's effective, and it has worked, and it's got them here this so far. And you got the Dodgers, who have the best offense in baseball, with 2018 MVP Mookie Betts, 2019 NL MVP Cody Bellinger teaming up. They are mashing baseballs. You got 2016 Rookie of the Year Corey Seager in there. They are just outplaying everyone. They just came back down 3-1, which has only been done a few times. Uh, and it was against the Atlanta Braves team that looked like they were going to go all the way. So it was impressive on all ends. And it's not just the Dodgers offense. They got really good starting rotation with Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, if he can actually show up. But that's a whole different conversation. Some um, impressive rookies, Dustin May, Tony Gonsolin, and an okay bullpen. The bullpen's what's going to make or break the Dodgers this year. And so is their manager, Dave Roberts. For those who don't know, Dave Roberts has cost them playoff series or World Series over the last few years by overmanaging and not staying out of the way of his team. And if he can just stay out of the way this year, they should be good. They have the best team by far, but easier said than done. So what I'm looking here is the Rays so far in their playoff runs, their major advantage has come from their pitching. They got Tyler Glasnow, Blake Snell, and Charlie Charlie Norton, who's actually been like Hall of Fame caliber producing, especially in game sevens. What Mm -hmm. my question to you, Max, is considering the Dodgers offense is as elite as it is, do you think that the pitching from the Tampa Bay Rays will be enough to keep them in? Because it looks like the Dodgers in the last series actually set or tied a single playoff series record with 16 homers and they led the majors in homers this season. So is talented pitching really going to be enough to carry the Rays, especially considering Randy, correct me if I'm saying this wrong, Arizarena, he's been playing amazing rookie outfielder for the Rays. He's been pretty much carrying them offensively, but is that going to be enough against a team like the Dodgers that can get hot and hit homers for days? So, first off, Tampa's <laughs> pitching beat the New York Yankees. And while the Yankees were injured in the regular season, they're almost at full strength in the playoffs. They had Aaron Judge, Juan Carlos Stan, Luke Voigt. Like, Luke Voigt led the league in homers this year. Like, that's what the Yankees do. They hit – I think – 
despite all the injuries, they were like top five in homers this year. I got to actually look that up. But like, they're one of the best offenses in baseball, best offense in the American League. And Tampa took them out in five games. And then you got Houston. They're known for their offense. Granted, they came back down 3 0 and forced a game seven, but they took them out. They've just took out two of the top offenses in the American League. And yes, the Dodgers' offense is completely different because you have two former MVPs on the same team. But Charlie Morton's also just set a record. He became the first pitcher ever to win, to be the winning pitcher in three game sevens. Never been done before. Charlie Morton also was the winning pitcher in game seven of the 2017 World Series against the same Dodgers and pitched the last four innings on three days rest of that game and shut them down. So he has a lot of experience against them. He has a .570 ERA, which I can't even believe is a thing. Um, he's been at Hall of Fame caliber just his playoff run, as you said. Tyler Glasnow and Blake Snell, they're both really good. The only problem is they got to go more than five, six innings because if they just keep relying on their bullpen, which is good, they'll get tired. And as you said, their offense cannot outslug the Dodgers. The thing is, outside of Walker, Bueller, and Julio Urias, Dodgers rotation is very questionable, full of rookies and a guy who's never showed up in the playoffs. So, like, if any offense can get hot against them, Tampa's like now's their chance. It's true that the Dodgers have definitely been struggling, especially when it comes to closing. Their situation has been a bit sporadic. But when you talk about the Rays offense getting hot, they're hitting a .183 against the Astros. That's pretty horrendous as a team. And um, so far, the Rays are actually relying on homers to like score runs, and that's not really what they do. 71% of their runs in the playoffs have been homers as compared to 41% in the regular season. Uh, I see the Rays regressing sort of towards the mean, closer to the 41% in the regular season. I feel like that's more the team they really are. And while the Yankees and the Astros for sure have offense that is, I'd say, comparable to the Dodgers, I don't believe they have the defense that the that the Dodgers have, especially with Mookie Betts, who was putting on like pretty terrific catches in game five, six, and seven. Uh, do you think that the Rays can combat a team that is bringing so much star power, really, on offense and defense? The thing about the Rays is it's a lot of guys people haven't heard of, but defensively, they might be even better than the Dodgers. They were just, what was it? It was, I believe, game. Three against the Astros, they had at least six or seven plays where they robbed dudes of a base hit, and it got to the point where Houston was breaking their bats in frustration because they couldn't even buy a hit. And, like, they were doing that against the Astros, who won the 2017 World Series. I get they cheated, but, like, you have MVP and um, Jose Altuve. You have second-place finisher last year in Bregman. Uh, Alex Bregman, you have a uh, 2017 World Series MVP and George Springer, professional hitter Michael Branley. Wherever he's gone, he just hits. And like those guys are getting frustrated to the point where they're snapping their bats because they can't get on base. I think defensively, this is going to be a very even matchup. I don't, they don't, they don't have the star power to match up the Dodgers. No one does. But that's the thing for Tampa. They don't rely on star power. They rely. They have the 28th, 28th payroll in baseball which is absurd, and they're just beating the highest-paid teams in baseball, like the Yankees in Houston and, like, hopefully the Dodgers. Um, they have – in their team, I guess their only superstar would be Blake Snell because he was a 2018 Cy Young winner. But besides that, like, 
It's a bunch of good names people haven't heard of using. They rely heavily on analytics, and that might burn them, but it's worked so far. The way I see it is that where the Rays excel the best and their depth and their pitching, I feel like the Dodgers can match them almost equally. I mean, Kershaw's later in his career, and he isn't what he used to be. But you also have Walker Bueller, who's an elite pitcher. And can you, can you really expect the Rays to, like, I mean – Again, 1.83 against the Astros. Like, can you really see them doing that much better against a team whose pitching is debatably better? Yes, because, yeah, playing Kershaw is a Hall of Famer, but um, he's literally known as the one of the – one of, if not the biggest playoff chokers of all time. And against uh, the Braves – he threw five innings of one-run game, which was amazing. And then he came out for the six and immediately gave up three runs and they lost. Last year, he comes in, gets the final out of the seventh inning. They bring him back in against the Nationals. What happens? On three pitches, he gives up two homers and they tied the game. And they ended up losing that, in that series because of that. Like 2017, I'm not going to blame him because they were cheating and they knew what was coming. But there's been other times where he just comes out and he implodes and they lose over and over. So they can't rely on Kershaw. They had him available in game seven against the uh, Braves, and they went out of their way not to use him because they didn't look like they had enough faith in him. So well, who, who's going to step up to help Randy from the Rays? Um, so far, his biggest help has been the big man, G-Man Choi, the first baseman, and also Manuel Margot. Margot, I believe, had like three or four homers himself in the last series. And G-Man Choi – He's just a tough out. He, all right, so let's look at it. Let me bring up the stats real quick. So I'm looking at Tampa Bay's postseason stats, and Randy leads the team in batting average with a 382, which is absolutely absurd. <laughs> he's on a different planet right now. But G-Man is second with a 290. And 290 is, so like 300, if you look at it, that's like, you know you're having an amazing season. 290 is very respectable. And then behind, And then you have, Michael Perez, who we don't really count because he only had seven total at-bats, so it's a very small sample size. And you have Manuel Margot sitting 256 with five homers. But outside of those three is where the drop-off is huge. But if Manuel Margot and G-Man Choi can help him, like, granted, it's hard for three people to carry a team, but three is better than one. And they've been very solid so far, but they're going to need help. They'll need Brandon Lowe to step up, who was their best hitter in the regular season, who has forgotten how to swing the bat now. Austin Meadows is their best player offensively. It just sucks because when the season started, he missed the first chunk of it because of COVID, and then he got hurt. So he's never fully gotten up to speed, which is not his fault. It's just these circumstances that was handed to him. So, like, if he can finally wake up, that is a completely different series. But, like, that's a big question if his body's 100% healthy yet. Okay. Well, let me, let me ask you something that's more, like, intangible. So, of course, because of COVID and everything, we're going to be having a neutral field, which is something, again, that's very different. So they're going to be playing in Globe Life Field, which is a big stadium. Do you think that the distance needed to hit homers in the stadium will affect or benefit either side more? Um, I'm not sure because, as you said, before the series, Tampa doesn't hit homers, and they've hit 25 so far, like which is – not like them, so I don't know if they're going to drop off or not. And 
it honestly, this might sound weird. It depends on what ball they use. Last year in the regular season, there was rumors that the balls were juiced because they was the regular season they broke the home run record, like most home runs in a season by every team. And it was absurd the amount of homers they're hitting. And then the playoffs, no one was hitting homers and it looked like they switched the baseballs. And that might sound weird, but like depending on what baseballs they use is going to tell if like the ball is going to fly out more or not. So if they're using the regular season balls from last year, yeah, everyone's going to hit homers at this park regardless. But if they're going back to the playoff balls, it might be coming down to um, taking advantage of runners in scoring position more. Okay. Okay. And one more intangible sort of thing, question I have for you. The Dodgers, they'll be going to their third World Series in four years, which is the first time a team's done that since the early 2000 Yankees. Mm -hmm. Do you think that they're just potentially due for one? Do you think that they're experienced in this situation, especially, again, with there being a neutral field? There's no home court advantage. There's no crowd noise to get you into it. Do you think that the experience that the Dodgers have will just be more overwhelming for kind of an underdog Cinderella type story in the race? I don't know because they are going to have fans at the Texas Stadium. Um, not a lot, of course, but there is fans. So it really is going to be interesting to see how that plays out because it's in Texas, no home field. So we'll see how many fans come out for each side. It could be even for all we know. Um, that's going to be one thing. Uh, yeah, L.A. feels cheated. They believe they were robbed of 2017 because of the Astros scandal. And in 2018, there was the whole Boston Red Sox Apple Watch scandal. And they were deemed that they didn't cheat in the World Series, but some of the players still think they were cheated two years in a row. And then they, but every time they act like they think they deserve it, they fall short. Like last year, they came in thinking they were going to crush the Nationals and we beat them in five games. And, <clears throat> excuse me. So Dodgers need to, I'm hoping Mookie Betts helps them by like, hey, you guys can't keep relying on the past. You got to look forward because Mookie's won it before. And he has to like help them get over that mindset and be in the moment instead of looking ahead because that's what's always doomed them. Uh, Tampa, they're just happy to be here. So I, they're playing with house money at this point. So I don't know how the no home field or fans will affect them personally. Okay. Okay. So, in conclusion, we're going to bring you guys our predictions. I'm going to go first. I'm going to say, based on just the overwhelming offense I've seen on display and the Rays' lack of ability to consistently hit outside of Randy, I'm going to pick the Dodgers to win this series in six games. I think that the Tampa Bay Rays will probably come out and win the first game, but I think that the experience the Dodgers have from being in the situation I think Kershaw is due one. I think the Dodgers as a whole are due one. And I just think the overall star power, Corey Seager, Corey, Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, I think it'll just overwhelm the Rays and that the Dodgers will take this one. I hear you. I hear you. Most people are going Dodgers. I'm going the opposite. I have Tampa in seven. I just think their pitching is going to give them enough of an opportunity to hold the Dodgers at bay long enough for their offense to get some runs here and there. Charlie Morton is unimaginable right now. Like, he is going to, like, unless he, like, randomly implodes, he's going to win him at least one game, if not two. Also, another thing you have to keep in mind for this series that's really important that the Dod helps the Rays over the Dodgers is 
There's no games off, time off in between games. They're just going to play seven straight. True. And because of that, usually like last year, the pitcher pitched game one, and then he might be available for game five on five days rest because of the days off in between. Now, like when pitchers are coming back, they're going to be on two and three days rest, and that's really going to affect them. And because Tampa has a lot more pitching power, that's going to help them. Like they're deeper in that, and that's why I think they're going to win the series. But wouldn't you say that the Dodgers are deeper overall when it comes to hitting? I agree. I just think it's not just the the Rays starting rotation. It's their bullpen also. Like when they go to the bullpen, like most teams have one closer. Tampa has three guys that could be the closer on like 90% of teams in baseball. And they have all three of them. So like if he wants, he's like, I could use this guy in the fifth inning to get out of a base loaded jam. But I could put this guy in the seventh inning and still have my third closer if we have a one-run one run lead. Their deep bullpen and starting rotation is why I'm riding with the Rays. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, I got the Dodgers in six. Max has the Rays in seven. He's definitely more the baseball expert. So if I get this right, I will be talking a lot of shit. Uh. All right, get at us, man, on Instagram. Let us know who you think is going to win the series. Uh, follow, share a friend, share with a friend. Uh, my name's Alonzo, Max, and this is the last word, and we're out of here.